Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Pastor Peter Bender talking about his presentation at this year's Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference at Concordia University, Chicago. I'm going to die. Every one of us is going to die. At the time of death, the Christian faces so many assaults. We think about the death of loved ones that causes, at times, unspeakable grief. We can be assaulted by the regret over the things that we have failed to do. We wonder about the future. What will happen to loved ones? Where shall we for refuge go? To Christ, who is the resurrection and the life. You can meet and hear Pastor Peter Bender making the case for a dying man's consolation Friday, June 16th and Saturday, June 17th at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. For more information, visit issuesetc.org. This is the day which the Lord has made. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. reading from the 22nd chapter of Matthew. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized the servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man, he saw there a man who had no wedding garments. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, 
Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. in page 327. Who receives this sacrament worthily? something about the younger brother that just really loves to get the goat of the oldest. I think it must be in their DNA or something. I had some students at our school once where the younger brother had decided that he knew exactly how to get this little budding confessional Lutheran's goat. I don't want to go to church anymore, he said to her. Being the oldest, she was aghast at his disobedience and rebellion. 
in a look of utter fear, she said to him, Do you even know what weeping and gnashing of teeth is? <laughs> this parable, this story from Matthew, is more about the rejection than the acceptance. It comes in a triad, a period where Jesus is preaching to the Pharisees, to the religious leadership of Israel, and he is getting sharper and sharper and sharper with his words. And here, no matter how much they may have the trappings of religiosity, no matter how well they seem to have prepared for the coming of the Messiah, no matter what they looked like, they lacked the one thing needful. For it was all external. It was all outside. They did not believe in the reign of the Messiah, the one who came into the flesh, the one who would be rejected, who died and who rose again from the dead for their justification. And because they rejected him, their place at the great banquet was lost. It didn't matter what their lineage was. It didn't matter where they came from or how important they believed that they were. They rejected the one whom he had sent. And in rejecting him, they rejected God himself. Now, this is a fascinating text for us to kind of couple with this section of the Catechism about worthily receiving the Supper. It was the 2017 Catechism that put them together, so at least we know who to blame, I suppose. But what we're doing is recognizing, quite simply, fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training. But that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. The ones who were invited for all of their religiosity rejected him. And even those who were invited later, those who came to the banquet, both good and bad, if they did not have the garment, were too rejected and cast into outer darkness. There is a sense in which what Jesus is saying in this parable really is, okay, if you are going to reject my word of gospel, if you are going to refuse to believe in the Messiah, then I will say amen to you. If that's what you truly reject, then that is what you will get. 
there is a sad reality to this. We might even say that this has some pretty serious implications for closed communion. That in rejecting the actual word of the Messiah, if the confession is, no, I do not believe this, then all we can do is say amen to that confession of no. That's really what closed communion is saying. Now, in discussing this text, there is one other thing that we seem to kind of get hung up on a little bit. And that, of course, is what is the garment? Is it faith? Which seems, seems like a good answer to me. Is it love? Which is what the ancient church tended to think. Is it baptism? Is it something else? I would contend that if we spend all of our energy trying to figure that out, we will actually miss the point of the parable, which is rejecting the Messiah leads to rejection because he will not force you to believe. But for those of you who do believe, who do confess that Son of God has come into the flesh, who trust in his word, who believe that word of promise. It is as if we say to the king, don't look at me, I'm with him. He's the one that let me in. He is the one that paid the price. I trust in him, and if you have a problem with me being here, you can take it up with him. And in that word, there is comfort. There is no weeping and gnashing of teeth for you, for you are truly worthy and well-prepared, for you have faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In Jesus' name. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our hearts and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to hearts, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, 